special edition of the Basement Bookers Podcast. This is episode 67.1. This is the Dusty Rhodes Memorial episode. Where we, I guess, talk about the passing of Dusty Rhodes. And uh, I guess his lasting effect on the world of professional wrestling. I am Basement Jair. And this, across from me, is Rich Therese. Mm. A very somber episode. And we're just going to talk, I guess. I don't know. I'm not good at this stuff. I was, um, I was working, and then I seen a, a notification, and I, that said that he had died. Like yeah. that whole day, I was, something felt wrong. I woke up in the morning, it said Christopher Lee died, he's a famous actor and stuff, then like I was just not feeling good the whole day, then I find out Dusty's gone, it's weird, that's one of those things where it's like, you know them, they're around, you see, and then they're not around. That's super sad. It is. But in life, you live and you you die. But when you live and you're doing what you love, isn't that winning the game? Um, I think so. I'm not... I never really equated life to a game or anything like that. It's kind of just... I don't mean like a game, but yeah. the equivalent of... You know, yeah. You live the way you wanted. Yeah, live well. Don't hurt others. You know, all that stuff. Dusty had. I was. I was also, by the way, at work when I found out. My wife texted me, and I was sad. I was like, I had to find another wrestling fan at work to talk to about it. To. Share the burden because I I'm sad because as you know he was training the guys down in um, NXT he was teaching them how to promo so as he far as his, Paul Heyman kind yeah of promo yeah so as far as his legacy goes I mean Paul Heyman is a great name like if Paul Heyman says that he learned something from you you are great. And there's, there's no denying Dusty had a great career. He was he was uh, easily one of the most charismatic wrestlers of the seventies and eighties. He wasn't some jacked guy, mm-hmm. you know, roided up or whatever. He's dusty, man. Yeah, well, what you saw is what you got. That's how he lived. He was very honest. All, all of his promos really came from the heart. And you could tell. And you could tell that's what makes him so charismatic. That's what makes a good promo in general. But he really, because he came from the people, he, he didn't come from a wrestling background or any sort of promoting background. Son of a plumber, he came up, paid his dues, and made it to the top. Yeah. He, he, he's a booker. Um, you know, he just he did you know behind the scenes stuff. He wrestled. 
Uh, yeah, he, he the way he talked was really good. You know, mm-hmm. he he commanded your attention. Yeah, he came up with the flair for the gold mm-hmm. angle. Came up with that. You like the name Dean Ambrose? Mm-hmm. That was his. Um, I remember for WWECW, he wrote the Balls Mahoney Kelly Kelly storyline. Pretty good. Which I was waiting to see where that was going. They took him off the booking committee for some reason. But, I mean, he wrote some damn good TV. He, he was writing SmackDown for a long time. Yeah. Uh, he was known for, you know, just being authentic and saying, you know, he shares opinion regardless, you know, if, if anybody you know, liked it or not. Like, if it was just, if, even if it was an unpopular opinion, mm-hmm. he's still gonna give it. I think that's something to admire. I think, I think we could all, um, learn from that. To appreciate that. You know, just being able to just share your opinion regardless. Yeah, I think regarding his legacy, um, I think we could say we've, every wrestling fan, whether you saw, ever saw Dusty wrestle or not, whether you've ever seen any of his promos or not, and even if you don't care about Goldust or Stardust, he had an effect on someone whose work you like. Yeah. That, that's very well put. He was yeah. really influential to the business. I don't know what's going to happen now. It's going to be different. Different. I noticed something here that... Now, I printed out um, some of the, his Wikipedia page, and I got the end here, and under nicknames, it says Stardust. Interesting. That is interesting. We need to look that up and see... I mean, obviously, I should have prepared better, but um, we should see what that's about. Maybe that's where Goldust got his name from. Well, um, I think it it started. He was Gold Dustin Rhodes. Then it became Gold Dust in Rhodes, mm. and then Gold. Okay. The Wayback Machine. Yeah, the Wayback Machine. I never heard anything bad about him. Another little tidbit that I didn't know. Uh, when he... Well, I don't know which wife it was with, but... Um, he became the brother-in-law of Jerry Sags and Fred Ottman. I don't know who Fred Ottman is. Who's Jerry Sags? From Nasty Boys. Oh, the famous tag team, the Nasty Boys? Fred Ottman is Brian Knobs' his real name? Is he? Are they related? I thought Brian Knobs was his real name. Well, I'm saying I don't know who Fred Ottman is. I know who Jerry Sags is. Why are you blinking like that? I don't know. Is Jerry Sags Cody's uncle? I don't know. How'd he die? Uh, there's not a lot of detail yet. Uh, this only happened, as of this recording, this only happened yesterday. It's Friday right now. 
but supposedly he, he fell in his home, and as a complication of the fall, his kidneys failed. There might have been, they say there was dehydra- a dehydration issue that caused the kidneys to fail. As far as how we got from falling to dehydration to kidneys failing, I haven't heard anything yet. So one minute, you're just chilling. Well, you felt you felt like four or five in the morning. You got so you wake up. You got to pee. Mm-hmm. Maybe I don't know. You just you fall. That happened to our friend Steve. He didn't die though. Bro, nah, he he broke his good foot. I think it's kind of, um, at times like this, when you lose, when somebody dies, and it's like, they're not, not your family, by blood, you don't even know them, and if it's, if it affects you, then, that, it means something, obviously, I know, but, I can't help but feel, man, like, Am I really living right now, man? You know? Is anyone? I can't get existential. I can. I do it every day. I I see. Do it right now. I just think it's a lesson, man. What's that? That there's no guarantees. There's no guarantees which there is in this crazy world. One day you're here, then you're not here. And who knows what else? Maybe you go out to space. Maybe you become space. I don't know. You don't know. Fucking do shit. Think I said the last time to do shit. <laughs> no matter. Sounds like do shit. Oh, what are you gonna do? Oh, I'm gonna do shit. Do, do what? <laughs> do shit. Uh, man, like I said before we even started recording, there's nothing we can say. Nothing two schmucks like us sitting here recording on a friggin' iPad can say that's gonna even do a legend justice. Like a real legend with that super confidence, which is legit real confidence. Mm-hmm. A real-life cowboy, man. I agree. There's there's no way our words could effectively sum up the life and career that Dusty Rhodes had, but I feel it would do him a disservice to not honor him because he was so influential on the business, on some of our favorite wrestlers, on Dean Ambrose for me, on Paul Heyman for everyone because everyone loves Paul Heyman. I think the best way... To honor him is to just do our best in everything we do. We don't know what's out there, man. We don't know what's after this. No one knows. No one knows what's before you're born. It's not about the front cover and the back cover. It's what you write inside, man. I have this question. And this is the question that everybody has to ask themselves. When it's all said and done, 
when they closed the book, did you write a good story? You know? There's two ways to answer that. I think that's it. Like, I think, yeah. You could say, did you write a good story, or was your character a good person? I think the word good is very subjective. Did your character live his or her life with the best of intentions and well carried out? Did your character learn and grow? Yeah, I think that's important. Because, of course, everyone's going to make mistakes. Everyone's going to slip up. Whoever says they don't make mistakes just made a mistake. Absolutely. I'm saying they don't make mistakes. Mm -hmm. Everyone, at some point, used the eraser on their pencil. Yeah, I mean, iron sharpens iron. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that fits to what we're talking about. But the point is, you got to fall down. Yep. Can't get up if you don't fall down. There are some instances where you could learn from other people's mistakes. That's true, too. I've done that quite a number of times. And that's all. I wouldn't necessarily say a number of times, but for a big chunk of my life, I was just learning from mistake after mistake after mistake that weren't mine. And it taught me how to not behave. Hmm. Because I saw the results. I also learned that the only limits you got are the ones that you put on yourself. Now, when you take the easy way, normally doesn't pay off too good. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So sad. All that being said, the Basin Bookers are saddened deeply by the loss of the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. Yeah. And we send our most heartfelt condolences to the Ronalds family. I hope they find strength in this time of need. Here's the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. And Dusty, your fans welcome you back, man. First of all, I would like to thank the many, many fans throughout this country that wrote cards and letters to Dusty Rhodes, the American Dream, while I was down. Secondly, I want to thank Jim Crockett Promotions for waiting and taking the time because I know how important it was. Starcade 85, it is to the resident fans, it is to Jim Crockett Promotions. And Dusty Rhodes, the American Dream, with that weight, got what I wanted. Ric Flair, the world's heavyweight champion. I don't have to say a lot more about the way I feel about Ric Flair. No respect, no honor. There is no honor among thieves in the first place. He put hard times on Dusty Rhodes and his family. You don't know what hard times are, Daddy. Hard times are when the textile workers around this country are out of work and got four or five kids and can't pay their wages, can't buy their food. Hard times are when the auto workers are out of work and they tell them go home. And hard times are when a man has worked at a job 30 years, 30 years. They give him a watch, kick him in the butt and say, hey, a computer took your place, Daddy. That's hard times. 
That's hard times. And Ric Flair, you put hard times on this country by taking Dusty Rhodes out. That's hard times. And we all had hard times together. I admit I don't look like the athlete of the day supposed to look. My belly's just a little big. My hand is just a little big. But brother, I am bad and they know I'm bad. And there were two bad people. One was John Wayne and he's dead, brother. And the other one's right here. Nature Boy Ric Flair. The world's heavyweight title belongs to these people. I'm going to reach out right now. I want you at home to know my hand is touching your hand for this gathering of the biggest body of people in this country, in this universe, all over the world now. Reach it out because the love that was given me and this time I will repay you now because I will be the next world's heavyweight champion on this hard time blues. Dusty Rhodes Tour 85 and Ric Flair Nature Boy let me leave you with this one way to hurt Ric Flair is to take what he cherishes more than anything in the world. That's the world's heavyweight title. I'm gonna take it, I've been there twice. This time when I take it, Daddy, I'm gonna take it for you. Let's gather for it. Don't let me down now, cause I came back for you, for that man up there that died 10, 12 years ago and never got the opportunity to see a real wolf champion. And I'm proud of you and thank God I have you. And I love you. Love you!